Bonjour, and welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds. A bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. Hello everybody, this is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sloop. Due to scheduling issues between Melissa and Tyler being in a play and me being on tour, we didn't have an opportunity to record a new episode. So here is one from our archives on our Patreon. It should be noted that on our Patreon we get a little bit more rowdy, so there might be some content and language that we normally don't have on the show, just so you all are aware. Thank you very much for listening, and this is a weird intro, because this is not how we normally do it. Um, I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order? Uh-huh. I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. And I'm... Who are you? Tristan. Oh. Uh, the saucy sleuth. Briefly <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> fell into a pit of what? <laughs> uh... We yeah. are back on the Patreons. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Welcome to ABC. We are covering. After Dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we are covering the Murder, She Wrote episode entitled Lovers and Other Killers. I hardly know hers. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by you. Congratulations. You did and it. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, you did it. You gave us a dollar. Oh, look what my dollar got me. <laughs> I was hoping. Oh, dear. Oh, so, Tyler, what is this character's name? What character? <laughs> you mean our patron? Yeah, what is, what's our patron's name? I'm Jim Boy. Okay, Jim Boy, what do you do for a living? I'm a snack taster. <laughs> You're a snack teacher? Taster. Taster. Oh. What's the most delicious snack you've had so far? Pop chips. Pop <laughs> chips. All right. All right. Those are pretty what good. Flavor? Cool Rich. Why all the questions, man? <laughs> I'm just curious about your life. I I just, we don't get an off, often get an opportunity just to talk to our patrons face to face. So I, I wanted to take the opportunity. Okay, well, Jim Boy is horning in on my time, so let's... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of horning in, this episode... Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, boy. This episode enraged me from, from from like, from from my my organs. Like, I just, I was... Your penis. (laughs) You had an enraged penis the entire time. Completely understandable. Because I would have directed this so differently. Oh my god. It's something. It sure is something. So we open on a lady in her pearls in... Yes. But like in a nightgown in her pearls? It's like a nightgown evening dress. I don't know what's happening. Yes. That is... Yeah. Very fancy. Uh, so so we are meant to believe that this woman is very, very, very wealthy. Because um, only people who are wealthy sleep in their pearls. And then there is a burglar with a mask on that is rooting through her stuff. And he encounters her and strangles her to death with her pearls very quickly. Yeah. Just, it's like... One yank and she's dead. So. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Then we meet Jessica, who has flown into town and met with an old friend of hers who uh, has asked her. Yeah. uh, 
who has asked her to do a lecture. Yes. At... Played by Peter Graves. Yeah. Famed actor from Airplane and Mission Impossible, the original mm-hmm. series. Yes, that's where he's from. Okie doke. Yeah, and he's also been in like Men in Black 2. He's had a very illustrious career. He is unfortunately deceased, but he died at the age of 83. A very, very fine time to die. Sure. Uh, yeah, Dr. Edmund Gerard is his name. Yes. Wow, what a name uh, that character has. Uh, yeah, and it's... They're very, you know, they have a friendly little scene, and it's very weird in the airport. You know, back when you could go to the gate uh, to pick somebody oh, up? yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever... I, I always had my grandparents, when I would fly into Texas, would come to the gate to, to pick us up uh, when I was a kid. And no more. That is not a thing that can happen with security post 9-11. Right. Yeah. No. Even before then, though, I didn't have that ever happen because I always, like, flew into very busy and notoriously, like, awful airports. Oh. Um, Because the closest one for me was Philly International, which is, good God. Oh. (laughs) Terrible. So, like, we would just, like, have people, like, circling, like, the loop to, like... Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for for us to come outside that we can just keep moving. Yeah. yeah. So, like, nobody ever came to the gate because someone was always in a car moving at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot say I was on an airplane before 9-11. Okay. I've never experienced any level of security other than... Okay. Um, but what I can tell you, and I was thinking about this because someone posted a, a tweet on the Twitter box... Um, I do remember going into restaurants and having smoking and non-smoking sections, yep. though. Yeah. Which is fascinating to think about now. I know. It's really wild. And, of course, there are still places and there's certainly bars in the country that still allow smoking. And there's bars in yeah. New York that do it. Are you kidding me? Well, I've they're seen not people supposed just... to. No, but I remember after hours at one of the places I worked that shall not be named mm. um, due to this story. Um, the manager just started smoking a cigarette <laughs> and we were all like drinking beers and smoking. And it was like, I was like, oh, so this is what the fifties felt like. I now miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a pack of cigarettes in my room. Mm. And I was just like, just in case, <laughs> like somehow <laughs> some people have a gun in their drawer. You have a pack <laughs> of cigarettes. Like, I'm going to give you lung cancer. Ah! Yeah. I'm going to commit suicide, Um, but the longest way possible. (laughs) Sorry. You'll feel this in 25 years. Ah. Um, But no, like, they were props from a show, and I never threw them out because, like... And this is Tyler logic. (laughs) I know that cigarettes are expensive, so I feel bad just tossing them Can I tell you? (laughs) Um... I recently bought a pack of cigarettes. It is in my drawer. I did, like, but it wasn't out of, like, anxiety or anything. It was, like, it's this weird, I can't, this weird thing came over me when spring started to hit in New York. I was, like, it's such a nice day out. All I want to do is sit on the roof and have a cigarette and a soda. And that's what I did. Hmm. But it's one of those frustrating things of, like, I wish you could buy cigarettes in, like, packs of four. Because I never want more than one. That's so interesting. The entire can, logic behind it's such a nice day, I want to put poison in my lungs is so <laughs> fascinating to me. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a cigarette, Melissa, no. but it does relax you. It's very relaxing. I think it's just a... You know what? I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> is it uh, sexual? Um, it was going to be, and I didn't... I'm just going to say it, because it's... It's after uh, dark. ADC after dark. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Horny. The uh, sucking and blowing of yeah. something is quite relaxing. <laughs> Listen, I can do that. I can do the sucking and blowing with something that's not going to <laughs> slowly kill me. That you know of. <laughs> that I know of. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's but, also yeah, no- fair. But it is, like, also one of those things of, like, and I do understand uh, all the, the health risks, etc. Um, and I'm not, uh, you know, um, I know. I've I never know. been, like, an actual smoker. 
but it is one of those things of like there is much in a way where you would smoke a pipe or something like there's something really relaxing about like going onto the veranda and just like having a smoke yeah like um my old roommate and i used to smoke cigars a fair amount okay chat yeah. Sure. Which is still, like, not good for you. No. No, it's not. But, like, yeah. I mean, I did that for my birthday this year. You know what that sound means. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time for trivia again. And it is, oh, uh, what 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 cake am I holding below? Ooh. Oh, goodness. Sponge cake. <laughs> Melissa? Pound cake. No, Boston cream. Try, try again next time. That's not a cake, that's a pie. Well, I mean, it Boston was a pie that cake? is a cake. You've never had a Boston cream cake? No, this is a it's cake? A, yeah, there's a layered cake. It's it's a, a yellow cake with mm-hmm. Boston cream and fudge on top. It is the best cake. Yeah, I've actually oh never seen a Boston cream pie that wasn't a cake. Yeah, I don't know why they call it a, a pie other than people from Boston. Mad dumb. Don't alienate our listeners from Boston. <laughs> All, none of you so far. Boston's um, a great place. As far place. as we know. <laughs> Boston's a great place, and they're supposed to be running. We're recording this before they're, uh, before Patriots Day. This week is supposed to be the Boston Marathon, but it has been uh-huh. delayed until September. <sighs> anyway. So she goes to, is it Berkeley or something? Uh, yeah. it's, no, it's a college in Seattle. Oh, okay. Uh, but before that, can we uh, discuss the what the fuckness of her just holding this baby? Oh my god, she is holding <laughs> a baby. <laughs> <And the> slight <laughs> racism. Yeah, she is holding oh, a baby boy. and speaking Chinese to these two nuns. Two nuns who have a yeah. baby. Yeah. I know. And understand. we say Chinese because we don't know if it's Cantonese or or Mandarin. Mandarin. So yes, I'm sorry. We're gonna go yeah. by Chinese. Yeah, yeah, it's I Mandarin, don't... I believe, because okay. uh, Ni Hao is uh, Mandarin, I believe. Okay, or is it both? See, I don't. We don't know, so we go. I college. don't know Cantonese, <laughs> but I know a little Mandarin. That right. is, that is what I can say. Right. Uh, I'm a big Mandarin. <laughs> Jim boy, get out of here. <laughs> um, and. You know, she's just holding a baby, and then these two nuns appear. She speaks to them, and uh, hands them the baby back, and it's all very jovial. And then her her friend, Dr. Gerard, says, sayonara, and she goes, um, they're Chinese, not Japanese. Quit it. And then they ha- they go, <laughs> and leave. Can I tell you, though? Sayonara has been absorbed so efficiently into English vocabulary that I never knew that it was Japanese. Like, I keep relearning that fact, like, every three years. That's fair. I didn't know it either until, like, it was about, like, I want to say, like, seven or eight? Yeah. Um, Because we had, like, this Disney book of like uh from like epcot or something where it was like mm-hmm. how to say hello and goodbye in like a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different languages that makes like, sense yeah yeah it's very interesting because yeah it has been so ingrained in pop culture indeed yeah uh yes so then we we leave the airport go to his office and we yep. meet his secretary and mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica quickly picks up on the fact that um, that She's she is really into him. Just absolutely drenched. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah. She's mad horny for this professor. Loves him dearly. She may book his travel, but she just bought herself a one-way ticket to Bone Town. Am I right? <laughs> and doesn't she bring up of the fact that he like bought something extravagant, like a pool or something? She bought. He recently bought something very <laughs> yeah, not he, worth. 
buying. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of like, oh, I just wanted to have it in case. But it, it's something absurdly expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, she scolds him a little bit. And uh, he teases that she sounds like his wife. And she, like, has a little, like, oh, <sighs> she gets all flustered for a second. And Jessica is like, uh, what's that about? <laughs> so mm-hmm. once he's out of the room, she says, so how long have you been in love with him? <laughs> and she's like, psh, psh, what oh, do you, you mean? silly. No, never me. No. Yeah. Um, so then she is like taking inquiries. She needs like someone to type for her. She needs yeah. someone to yeah. transcribe. So oh they uh, do a little bit of a a notice they send a notice out very quickly it seems um and then to the college campus yeah yeah like yeah right and so she goes back to her hotel room and at like 10 p.m she's in her robe this guy appears like a young uh grad student appears at her door and he's like hey i'm here about the the position and I I know it's late. Sorry about that. But I just want to get in here before uh, everybody oh boy, else does. does. He. Yeah. And she's like, um, I would really rather not. And he's like, I know I'm a guy, and people don't often think of it. Think of a a man as someone who would be a good secretary or whatever. But I I I know you wouldn't hold that hold my gender against me. Yeah. And she's like, Ugh, fine, come in. No, it's the fact that it's 10 p.m. And this is something an insane person does. Yeah. So he, you know, very quickly types some stuff up for her. And uh, one of the things is he transcribes as she's speaking uh, what she, how she's trying to turn him down, saying Mm -hmm. that she would just be comfortable with an older woman. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but instead he types younger man. Like, I'm so clever. Um, and she goes, fine, come back at 10 a.m. tomorrow. You Can go. I tell you, this character just, I was hoping, spoilers for the rest of the, I was hoping he was the person that was going to get murdered uh, so badly. Wow. And can I tell you, he is such a, a paragon of a, a kind of man that thinks he's very charming but mm-hmm. it's truly just being an asshole. It's... And is not hot enough, in my opinion, to justify it. Lies. Oh. I get that he's attractive, but he's not hot enough to not be an asshole. He's so pretty to me that he is not attractive. Exactly. It's like gone all the way around and be like, you're not a real person. It's, yeah. I felt the opposite. And I was like this is the episode where jessica gets it in and i was so happy for her (laughs) oh goodness she gets it in so she's like pegging this young man hey whatever she's into and don't put it you gonna put that past jessica fletcher no um (laughs) not at all but i do not like this man i do not like him oh i don't like him but no. I was hoping that Jessica would get some relief. <laughs> oh, he was in Dallas. Okay. Yeah, he's also the producer of, I believe, um, something Boondock insane. Saints. Um, let me, I'm really looking at it right now. He produced um, Boondock Saints and, then, <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. He's mostly a producer now. He's still kicking. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he had a fairly long career. He also plays another character in Murder, She Wrote. He does. On, five so. years later. Uh, That's fun. He plays a completely different character. Or uh, does he? Who <gasps> will never know until we get there? Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll talk about the end. Anyway, but... <laughs> so this this guy, Mike... Oh yeah. God. It's... Oh, okay. He looks way better with darker hair. He's so horny for jessica too it's so, so evident that he's just like rock hard it's fascinating but he, but he does do a good job like he yeah. you know very quickly like once very he's granted time. the opportunity to show her what he can do yeah as far as the secretary 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he does impress her. He does. So no. the next day, she gives a uh, she gives a lecture, and it's very very animated and cute and funny. Oh, yeah, it's so she, good. yeah, she acts out multiple characters. She has a gun that says "bang." Yeah, and that I was like, I was wondering where because that's from the title sequence. Also, I was like, when mm-hmm. are we gonna get that? Yep. We actually got a couple moments from the title sequence in this one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes. So she does has the gun that says bang. Uh, it's very cute. Everyone laughs. Uh, she seems like she's doing a real good job. And a professor who has been listening in on her lecture comes up and says, hey, and then talks about his wife and then leaves with a very young, attractive woman who... It, and uh, Jessica remarks to uh, Dr. Gerard, who has come in by that point, like, do you suppose that's his wife? And he's like, what? And she's like, ah, never mind. Don't worry about it. Um, and so then later on, she's been working and David Tolliver, who is the young man, uh, has been typing for her. And uh, it's, you know, time this to go home. This is where... I'm sorry to cut you off. That's okay. This is where I, like, I gave him a shot, but he let himself in to her hotel room. Uh, To play devil's advocate, the maid let him in. Well, that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) But um, my thing is, like, I love both of you. If either of you showed up to my apartment unannounced, not even in my apartment unannounced, I'd be like, are you okay? What is going on? Yeah. I don't understand. And I don't understand why Jessica didn't fire him right then and there. She was she does pretty tell him to not Because do it she again. cannot deny the animalistic attraction. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I ship them so hard. Just oh. for a one night ship, an overnight cruise. <laughs> but he does, at the end of the night, say all right why don't we grab a bite to eat and she's like oh i don't think i can deal with pizza and beer or whatever you young people eat and he suggests this really expensive french restaurant and he and she's like uh can you afford that and he says no but you can which i was totally grossed out by um but she says okay and they go out to dinner (laughs) and he's very flattering towards her and it becomes very clear how thirsty he is for Jessica. And may I talk about a moment in this? The please do. Scene? Yes. There's a moment where he grabs her hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Um, Andrew, who is the actor playing, what's his name? Um, David. Yes. Uh, clearly made the choice to grab her hand at, on two different lines. And so in the edit, there's a continuity error. Oh. So it looks like he grabs her hand brings his hand back and then grabs her hand again which is i'm like that you gotta just pull back at least a little bit if you're grabbing her hand twice you just met that's funny uh just met and to to be fair he does pull out his wallet to pay and says a little worried i was (laughs) i would have i was hoping yeah (laughs) And was saying, hey, I was just kidding. And she's like, no, 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 no. For real, I I, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, okay, fine. They seem to be having a pretty nice time. It's, they seem comfortable. Okay, okay, whatever. And they get out of the restaurant, and a detective pulls up and says, uh, David Tolliver, uh, you're under, uh, I need to bring you in for questioning. Uh, yeah. And he's like, well, why? Ultimate- Cock block. <laughs> Cop block, if you will. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so he says, I need to bring you in for questioning about the murder of, what's her name? Yep. Yes, oh, um, the Pearl Woman. Miss per- Bouvier or some random. Yeah. It began with a B, right? Mm. Uh, um, don't remember. I would like to talk about this detective. Okay. Such a good performance. Love this man. Having absolutely none of 
any of this garbage. Oh, yeah. I, he is not like, he just does not care. I love him so much. He's like, no, you just got to come in. I don't know what to tell you. You are the, <laughs> you don't get to not come in to the police station. You're not going to charm your way out of this. I don't, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes, this, uh, uh, he's being looked into for the murder of the older woman whose name I cannot find. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Jessica is like, what? Um, and it turns out he did know her, uh, and they were friends and it, it is very unclear exactly what was happening, but it seems that she was giving him money and that his fancy, fancy car, uh, was, had come from her. Mm-hmm. So they're very suspicious of him. Um, and he answers other questions and they release him because they don't have evidence to put put him under arrest. Um, and, you know, he tries to explain it to Jessica the next day. And she's like, okay, I mean, this does sound a little weird, but, like, I guess okay. Uh and, like, she does not think that he is the killer. She is pretty convinced no. of that. She thinks that he sounds, it sounds a little weird and off, but doesn't think that, like, maybe he's a con man, but she, he's not the killer. Um, and then is it at this point that she gets the phone call from uh, Lila? After he leaves? Um, the- Pretty soon after this. Probably. The sake probably of argument. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Um, it's the next notable thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she gets a phone call from this woman who's pretty rude. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which I loved. She's like, once again, I love a bratty person. She's like, shut up. I have important information for you. Come on. You yeah. Just, you gotta trust me. I can, I can prove to you that I. Uh, David did not kill this woman, uh, but you got to come meet me in this very seedy sounding place <laughs> yeah, at 10 p.m. Yard. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to come. And I'm thinking in my brain, Jessica, you're absolutely going to go. You always yeah. do. This is your entire thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why deny yourself this? Yeah. Uh, so she she does go and... Uh, well, we see, before that, we see her, Lila, this person, this woman, get off the phone, and her husband comes over, uh, her estranged husband comes over and is like, are you on the phone with a man? Um, and she's like, what's it to you? Blah, blah, blah. And they get into a fight, and she's like, you're hurting me, because he grabs her arms in a way that's not pleasant. Yeah. Right. And everyone in this bar is just fine with this confrontation. Yeah. It's the 80s. It is. It's technically 91. 90 to 91 is when this was airing. Thank you. Was it? Episode aired uh, November 18th, 1984. Really? Mm -hmm. Then what am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Poirot. You're thinking of Poirot. Poirot was 91. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I got confused. So So it is the 80s. Never mind. Yeah, it's the 80s. (laughs) Uh, Grab women all you want in the 80s, I guess. Tyler! Hey, I wasn't born then. I didn't make the rules. So, so yeah. Uh, And then she evades him by going and sitting down at a table with another person and putting her her hand down in front of her face. And he's like, where'd she go? (laughs) It's real bizarre. Did you guys catch that? Oh, yeah. no. I was I so cringe. Thank you for bringing that up. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, so, yes, she oh, does go, you, go meet her at the specified time and place. Um, mm. And as Lila appears, she is clearly stumbling. And then uh, she falls over. And there is a knife in her back. Yeah. And she is dead. Yeah. So Jessica calls the police, and our friend, the mm-hmm. detective, shows up, and he is convinced. Her a cup of coffee, which I really like. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's uh, like there's one thing I need after shock. It's a cup of Joe. Yeah, well, I mean, it knocks you right back into reality. Should have been a hot cup of David, if you ask me. But oh boy, 
this guy. <laughs> Best part of waking up is penis in your cup. Oh, that is way that too much hurt to wake up to. So much <laughs> having a penis. Yes, it does. It aches me every day. Oh gosh. Emotionally, maybe try ice physically. next time. Hmm? Maybe try ice next time. Oh yeah, yeah. Nothing like a cool singular ice cube on a penis. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Melissa. Uh, we should okay. have never made the rule that we can be nasty on this. I know. Don't worry. I just dissociate. I, I just dissociated for a minute. <laughs> You're just like I'm thinking about ice cream or. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that, be- that being said, you did a- allude to a blowjob earlier. So when your who is without sin? I, that wasn't what I was alluding to. Yeah, oh. you nasty. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so she was uh, obviously referring to brisket. Clearly, <laughs> how you suck and blow into brisket. <laughs> so Lila's dead, and isn't David also the suspect for that as well? Of course. Yes, and Jessica tries like to tell the cop like. It obviously can't be David because this woman was about to give me information to clear him. And the cop was like, no, that's just uh, just a ruse. Another another part of his master plan. And Jessica's like, no. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, um, it's a whole thing. Um, but immediately we start getting suspicious of the husband because he's threatened to kill her multiple mm-hmm. times. And yeah uh, it should be a red flag yeah just generally especially because it's always the husband um so then you get a uh the story from david who says listen i did kind of ask her to tell you that she was my alibi but i she and i had kind of gotten involved which goes against his whole like i like older women thing but whatever she and i were really into each other um there was really something that was starting to be there uh and she was separated from her husband blah 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 um and and then you get uh jessica goes and meets with the husband uh at a pool pool. where he's swimming yeah which i'm on board with him he has a tight body he's in some very short swim trunks He's got big arms, cute yeah. butt. I'm yeah. on board with David's him. defense. We don't get to see him at a pool. Mm, mm. Fair. Okay, all right. No, this and this also guy... David isn't a woman grabber. That's, That's true. true. But can I tell you what's funny? This character also named David. They couldn't think of another name. Wait, is, is he... that really the husband's name? That's yes. That cannot oh be. Oh my gosh. There's really? two Davids in this episode. Amazing. What? <laughs> yeah. I believe so. On IMDb, there's two Davids credited. I'm I, this can I have to see this because I, I that's amazing. Uh, but while we're looking that, oh up, my goodness, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the dude? Yeah, I think that's the dude. Yeah. Okay. But Tyler, you were saying. Um, she uh, goes to interrogate the husband. Um, you know, he's just like, who, like, who are you? Like, who are you to be in my business? And she's like, I'm nosy. Yeah. I'm like, Which, <laughs> my favorite moment out of the whole series. Because, like, I'm like, okay, at least she cops to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's just no. I love it. She's self-aware. Uh. Yeah. She knows who she is. And she's also just like, you seem like more upset about these questions than about your wife being dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which just also cold blooded facts. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, he and actually then he like alludes to the fact like his wife was like sleeping around with a whole lot of people. Right. Yeah. And, and then he reminds her that she has another lecture to do. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, at one point before he does that. He says, uh, she's like, you threatened to kill her a whole bunch of times. And he says, I also said that I would win an Olympic medal. And I didn't do that either. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm real great on the follow through. 
Oh, yeah. It's like, way to dunk on yourself, dude. I mean, if you didn't <laughs> do it, you didn't out. do it. I'm a loser. I don't know what to tell you. I can't even complete a sentence. <laughs> but yes, so he does He does say, hey, uh, don't you have another lecture to teach? And she looks at her watch. And, and her she's eyes like, go. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I do. Oh, speaking of, mm-hmm. when she sees Lila's dead, her face, <laughs> it's some of those broad acting in the show. It's like also appropriate because if you see someone that's just been murdered, you would be in shock too. But she does like the whole like mouth agape, but her eyes, she's just like, <gasps> and yeah. it's just very, yeah. it was just like, oh, <laughs> what a beautiful campy performance. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, so Jessica uh, runs to her class, her lecture, apologizes for being late, and then starts on, like, let's get in the mind of the killer, and then goes in on the dude mm-hmm. who, uh, the guy who was the professor who had greeted her after the last uh, class, who is in this yeah. lecture as well, and she's interrogating him basically implying that he was the one who like he was also involved with lila now was she the woman was lila the woman that he met at the end of the class before because i I couldn't tell so yes yeah i couldn't tell like it happened so quickly but yeah my suspicions were that it was her right Mm -hmm. so basically uh she's interrogating him it's real weird and pretty transparent and uh, although she's trying to make it look like an exercise for the rest of the class. Uh, and then what happens after after this class? Um, she goes she, and... Yeah. She goes back home or to her hotel or wherever she's staying mm-hmm. and finds the note that's been left for her by David saying that the professor wants to meet with her at his office at like nine o'clock or something. Right. Which once, I mean, does that mean he let himself in again? No, no he was there working. Seems, yeah. It was pre-established that he would be working for her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she she does go. Uh, like she he had taken a, David had taken a phone message for her. Yeah. Um, about the, from the, allegedly from this professor saying, hey, meet me here at this time. She goes, and she meets a hooded figure who uh, tosses her down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you only knew the power of the dark side. Yes, mm -hmm, exactly right. Uh, But (laughs) this is also a moment uh, that we get in the title sequence, is her being shoved down the stairs. Is that a Pink Floyd reference? No, Tyler. It's a Star Wars. I only talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, okay. Now. Like a, like a Palpatine, do right? Do you That's... understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you could say it's a ring wraith or a Dementor or, I don't know, a Klansman with a bad washing machine. You could say it's a million things. Goodness. But I decided to go with a Palpatine. Okay. Yep. I just wanted to make sure I understood the joke. Well, it wasn't a joke, it was a reference, which are the laziest kinds of jokes, and I hate that we're spending time on it. Well, fine. She tumbles down the stairs. Just like in Princess Bride, another reference. There you go. So, yeah, uh, she goes to the hospital or whatever, and uh, they check her out to make sure she's okay. Um, (laughs) She goes to the emergency room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, by the way, what a great title for a place. It's like emergency room. We know exactly what happens. Emergencies happen in here, mm-hmm. if you can believe. Room is and this a little is the misleading. Time from- <laughs> because there are so many rooms in emergency rooms. <laughs> Jessica's in the emergency room. Um, uh, yes. And she's okay. She's fine. Yeah. Got all banged up. Couple bruises. She's a tough broad. Yeah, she is. Um, and then this is where everything comes together, right? I think Starts so. To, yes, because, uh, the detective is there, um, Ed shows up, Edmund, Edmund shows up, and 
he reveals that David's alibi of being with Lila that night was false because right. he was with, with uh, he was with Lila all night. Right. Nice. And it's like way to go, both of them. Grief. Yeah. Hold up. The her husband's name is Jack. Oh, okay. Oh, David. Who's David? David, I think, is the... I don't know. There was another character named David, though. Yeah, that's my thing, though. Like, why name to... (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, I digress. It's not that important. But... (laughs) But, yeah. So, uh, David was alone that night. Uh, It turns out that Dr. Gerard was helping Lila out and did kind of have an interest in her because she was young and pretty. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it had mostly been a collegial relationship, like an advisory mm. Uh, mm. relationship. But yeah, she had, he had been with her that night and he had gone to this, they had gone to this particular restaurant because it was out of the way of the campus. Um, and then Jessica puts something together. Um, and yeah. I think she apologizes to the professor who she had been. Uh, oh, but sorry. We also yeah. get information about uh, the car that almost ran Edmund off the right. road. That's what it is. And it was a blue sedan. And it's much like, in fact, Dr. Gerard's blue sedan. Um. So she apologizes to the professor that she had accused, basically. And Mm -hmm. uh, then she goes to meet with the secretary, Amelia. Uh, And is... Oh, well, first she actually... I'm sorry. She meets with David, who she's like, I don't know, maybe you did do it. And he says, listen, I really didn't. Um, And then he says something about the person who called and left the message to go meet the professor. And and, uh, she says, wait, what did you say? And he's like, the person who went and left the message. She's like, so it wasn't clear whether it was a man or a woman? And he's like, oh, well, I you know, actually it really wasn't clear. Um, I couldn't quite tell. And so mm-hmm. he, she goes and meets with Amelia mm-hmm. and it comes out that in fact, she had, uh, Amelia had picked up on the fact that, uh, professor, uh, that Dr. Gerard was spending a lot of time with Lila and was getting very jealous. And she went to spy on them. Um, because, she knows that uh, she knew where he was going out to eat because she deals with all of his receipts and stuff. And that she, in fact, because Jessica is saying, well, you know, it could have been Dr. Gerard that killed her because he drives a blue sedan. She's like, well, so do I. Mm-hmm. And it becomes clear. Uh, she was the person, Amelia was the person who gave Jessica the call. Uh, and tried to disguise her voice who pushed Jessica down the stairs because she was getting too close and uh, that she was the one who killed Lila. And I would like to point out that the detective at some point comes to Jessica and is like, oh, by the way, we found the killer of the old woman. It had nothing to do with yeah. Oh yeah. With David. It was such a throwaway thing. Yeah. It was just like, like, oh, by the way, we figured that one out. It's yeah. The old, the old woman was just killed by a random burglar. Yeah. No, okay. Um, so uh, David goes to see Jessica off at the airport, I guess. Mm-hmm. With this really cute teddy bear. Uh, sure. Um, and is like, listen, I'm so attracted to you. And Jessica's like, could we not, please? I'm yeah. really not into this. And uh, she's like, I, you know, I. He said, please send me a copy of your book anyway. And he, she says, you know, I might do you one better. You might be in it. And he says, are you, are you going to make me a suspect, a victim, the killer? And she says, I haven't decided yet. Very pointedly. Mm-hmm. And then 
the episode closes with a close-up on his face looking very menacing. Yeah. It was very it was a very Ted Bundy moment to me. It was very you like I think it was like a look of longing and like wanting. Um it was more like the look of I might kill you later. Or someone else or many people. That's what Finding I saw. for murder. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. It can and always be both. I looked up and this character never appears again. And I was like there Which is a shame. Ugh. He plays a completely different character. He plays a doctor. Right. But this character, this character never comes back. And the way they ended that episode is so ominous. And it's like, what? Really? You're not going to follow through? Okay. All right. Murder, she wrote. I guess so. Cool. Um. I I was, I was looking up. Oh, gosh. I lost the page. Uh, Okay. Nope. You guys keep talking. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Overall good episode more or less um i would say an average episode like a perfectly adequate like a three out of five like fine enough i liked seeing airplane man and i liked the lectures that was fun Mm -hmm. um it was just like but it was a little sloppy vis-a-vis the mystery itself um i liked jessica a lot in this one i thought she was in good form yes top notch i will say what really popped for me though was the 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 music in this one is fantastic. Mm. Um, it was really lovely. They had a couple of renditions of the theme that were done in different ways, much like Poirot does, and it was really it was really lovely. Also, it pointed it made me think about Angela Lansbury's a- accent more. Mm. She has a very distinctive voice, being both British and American. Right. It's it's very because she hits some words differently than others and it's not consistent and i'm like that's fascinating really lovely yeah it's fun good yeah good performance from her also yeah um i i was kind of mixed on this one because it was really fun i had a good time especially yeah the lecture was was a blast (laughs) uh the gun that goes bang yeah uh (laughs) she did a bang up job Uh, yeah but I think I'm going to also give it a three out of five because it got taken down for me um, by the throwaway of the the murder at the beginning. I didn't like that that meant nothing. That was, I mean, gosh, it, it was just such a lost opportunity. Um, and the ending, frankly, was so bizarre because I'm okay with having this morally dubious character, but like... It just kind of went in such a weird place. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was very unsatisfied. Yeah. It left me so unsatisfied. <laughs> Much like I the character of David. Unsatisfied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I felt. Unsatisfied. Much like David. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, too, have had a thing for Angela Lansbury for many years. To the shocker of no one. Love it. Um, so much. <laughs> I what? There's this bit that Craig Ferguson used to do on his show, where he made the point that Angela Lansbury and Paul McCartney look similar. Are you attracted to Paul McCartney? Not at all. Not in the slightest. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Um, But I give it a a two, uh, much for the reasons that were discussed. Like I did not like the throwaway of the opening case. Like it just that woman's emerge like it just seemed meaningless mm-hmm. yeah. um and also because i just want jessica to you know live her widowed life you know get back out there start seeing people yeah i was no. hoping that she and her old friend were gonna like somehow yeah gather no she needs a young it. man she needs needs to train somebody (laughs) because i don't want to see her in like in a long-term relationship like Mm -hmm. i want her to just be free sexually just own just own her life in that way that's what i want for her amazing uh yeah Uh, it's actually implied that she uh she and her professor or her the dr gerard character had at one point 
maybe had an interest and her husband had told yeah. her you chose wrong yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. clearly went on a couple of dates sure. at some point yeah make, that makes I sense did look into uh, a bit of this on the murder she wrote wiki great so take that with a grain of salt for the information that i'm about to uh read off about this episode this was evidently the first regular episode to be filmed and may have even been a second pilot to the series hmm. uh, as you notice the typeface for the opening credits is noticeably larger and wider than any of the other episodes uh, the episode itself contains two sequences used for the opening credits, not seen in the pilot or in the Jessica typing sequence. Hmm. And the closing credits are run slightly differently. There is a break between each credit card. There are fewer guest stars on this show than any other, with several bit players not credited at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, IMDb does not have a whole lot of people credited for it. That's true. I hadn't noticed many of those other things but that that's really fascinating and that's really interesting because jessica really is in true top jessica form in this this is like a very um it's just very peak jessica fletcher yeah this yeah. would make sense that it would be like the first after the pilot now that you bring that up yeah because it really there's a lot of moments that really establish her character like the whole um thing with the nuns was like mm -hmm. clearly meant to go okay she can make friends with literally everybody yeah. yeah. You know, it's like a character moment that doesn't make sense plot-wise. I understand why they used what they did use as the pilot, because, uh, I mean, not the mystery as much as the, like, establishing her as a writer Yeah. Uh, part. That makes that makes a lot of sense. But, but yeah, I suppose you could have done that with this episode as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. There was also a bit, uh, there was, like, a brief mention, I believe it was at the dinner where she like brings up like someone who's like more famous than her and she says elizabeth taylor yeah right and it harkens back uh to me she did a film where she played uh elizabeth taylor's sister national velvet oh. and they ride horses and it's great oh that's so fun yeah i didn't realize that they had been in a film together i didn't realize she was in that that's so funny um i of course no, she was in stuff earlier in her career, but I associate my first memories of Angela Lansbury are from Murder, She Wrote. So she Can kind I of always you? That makes exists. sense. Yeah. Mine is Anastasia. Oh, all right. Okay. I hear her yeah. voice and I'm like, oh, it's the Duchess. Yeah. That's all I think. I think for me, it was either Bedknobs and Broomsticks or uh, Beauty, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, right. She's in that. I forget. Yeah, I think I saw Bedknobs and Broomsticks after uh, first seeing Murder, She Wrote. And I definitely saw uh, Beauty and the Beast after as well. So, oh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to a close. Gavel sound. Boing, 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 boing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>